everyone assumes that I'm on some type of psychedelic drug while I'm recording this, but I am not. <laughs> I do have a Kid Rock story, people. Here's my Kid Rock story. Y'all ready for it? For getting locked out of the house the night before, that was probably the best morning I had in Nashville. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Hey, Joe pal Joe, checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. How you doing? We haven't spoken a minute. I was out of town last week, so I did not uh, get a chance to record a podcast. But I hope you've had two incredibly wonderful weeks. You know what I mean? Hope you're doing better than you ever thought you could be doing. I hope that's something that's going on in your life. And if it's not, hey, that's okay. You got nothing but time to flip that shit around. So I apologize that I missed last week. I had every intention to record a podcast. I was up in Nashville for a whole week, but uh, it did not happen. I got a laptop, but it's a hunk of shit. So just trying to record was going to be a pain in the ass. But, you know, it's okay to take a break once in a while. We didn't miss too much. The world didn't change all that much in, in the two weeks, you know. Apparently, I got to explain the name of this podcast. Everyone that I keep talking to about my podcast and just the name of it, everyone assumes that I'm on some type of psychedelic drug while I'm recording this. But I am not. <laughs> I don't know if I give off that vibe or if that's just people are confused by why that's the name of the podcast. Do you understand how insane it would be to be dosing either acid or mushrooms or peyote or whatever the fuck I'm doing every week to record a podcast? That would be absolutely insane. So when people ask me that, I was like, how do you think that's even possible? How do you think I could maintain some sort of normal existence if I was just dosing every week to record a fucking podcast. That'd be a waste of drugs, first and foremost. That'd be terrible. <laughs> I'm not on psychedelics, people. I'm probably high, but I'm not on psychedelics. The name comes from the fact that life is a trip in and of itself. Each and every day is very psychedelic. So I'm just trying to navigate through that. So that's all it means. It's my perspective, which may be a little bit trippy from time to time. That's all it means. I didn't realize it was that difficult that, that people would take this name and be like, you're on drugs every week. It's just a fucking name of a podcast, people. That's all it is. I didn't realize I had to be so goddamn specific. <laughs> but people keep asking me. They keep going, hey, are you tripping while you're recording the podcast? And I am not. No more than I am every single day of this strange thing that we call life and existing on this planet. That's the trip, people. That's the biggest trip that we got. Just waking up every fucking day and being a part of this weird life, this weird Western civilization life that we didn't really build. We're just here experiencing something that everybody else already built and we're all playing ego games and none of it really makes any sense and it's just fun to try and figure it out. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> Gonna take acid every fucking week. That'd be insane. I would fry my brain, people. I love psychedelics. I'm a proponent for them, of course. But 
even micro dosing. It's like, bro, you got to learn how to handle life a little bit better than just taking mushrooms every fucking day. I'm not saying it can't help you, but at some point you're just a drug addict. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just micro, I just take a little bit every day. It's like, well, that is a drug addict's behavior. So <laughs> take that for what it is. Do a lot of mushrooms at one time and then space it out over every six months or a year or something like that. But to take psychedelics every week would be absolutely insane. I don't think I'd be able to function in any sort of job-like situation if I were doing that. So just to be clear, in case anybody has any questions, I'm not saying I won't do an episode of this podcast on psychedelics, but just to be clear, I am not dosing myself every week and then sitting in my room talking to myself. That would be madness. <laughs> I'm doing everything but the dosing part, which is still a little madness. But anyway, people, good Lord. I had no idea people were out here going, Joe, are you fucking tripping during that podcast? The answer is yes, but not because of drugs. It's just because of human behavior and culture. <laughs> Just a bunch of shit I can't understand. <laughs> anyway, Nashville was a fucking trip and a half, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that was fun. What a week it was. Crazy busy. Had so much fun up there. What a trip indeed. Fuck, man. I was supposed to do two shows up there. I was supposed to do... Two shows at Zany's. I was supposed to do my buddy Brad's brunch show, and then they have a show called New Material Mondays, which I was uh, hopping on. That's more of a showcase-style show, but I ended up doing like five shows in eight days or something, or like eight shows. I can't remember. We went up to Indianapolis, too, for a day. It was a long fucking week, people, but it was great. Got to do more shows than I anticipated. Got to make a little money. The... I think it's the Nashville Comedy Festival was going on at the time. So it was just, I mean, it was just wild. It was crazy, just the amount of people and I guess celebrities or whatever that were hanging out, man. It was fun as fuck. I got to meet Kid Rock people. Bobby, that's how he introduced himself. Bobby, I met Bobby. <laughs> and being a fellow from Michigan, that's like, there was, you know, He's godlike up there. <laughs> he really is. And he's just a regular jack-off dude. You know what I mean? He's just greasy hair and a hat on and just regular old drinking Budweiser. Just a regular jack-off, you know? We didn't have too many interactions. I do have a Kid Rock story, people. Here's my Kid Rock story. Y'all ready for it? I met Kid Rock. Bobby. That's how I'm going to, that's, I'm going to call him that for the rest of the story, Bobby. <laughs> and all he said was, hey, my name is Bobby. And I was like, hey, I'm Joe. And that was pretty much it. Uh, we joked around a little bit here and there, but the biggest interaction we had was there's a comic named Chris Porter. He is good friends with Bobby, Kid Rock. So Chris Porter is doing a Sunday show at Zany's, and Kid Rock is there to hang out with his buddy and watch his show. So while Chris is on 
uh, stage, Chris, or, or while well, Chris is on stage, excuse me, Kid Rock is in the audience watching his show. I'm in the green room with a few other people. At some point during Chris's set, Kid Rock walks through the door into the green room. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and then he goes into the bathroom. And I'm like, all right, man's got to go, you know. And some time goes by, a little bit longer than just a pee, you know what I mean? And then Kid Rock comes out of the bathroom, he looks at me, he winks, and then he goes back to watch the show. And then within three minutes, something, it just started to smell like shit. (laughs) That's all. It reminded me of my dad, too. He, he has the same smell and shit, you know? They're both from Michigan. That's just how it is up there. <laughs> reminded me of every every relative I've ever had. But that's my big interaction with Kid Rock. Was He was watching the show, and there are bathrooms out there, which I do the thing. If I'm ever in a green room at a comedy club, I'll go out to like the main restrooms if I got to take a shit. I'm not trying to blow up the green room, you know. But Kid Rock came back, and I almost think he thought it would be funny to shit in the green room toilet. <laughs> you get a get a big laugh out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, ah, now it's going to smell like poop for everybody. <laughs> Just regular old jack-off, man. <laughs> but he also... In that wink, he did let me know. He's like, you got something coming up real soon, buddy. And that's my big Kid Rock story, as I smelled his shit. <laughs> Didn't he have that? I think there's that line on uh, on American Badass where he said, I think it stinks in here because I'm the shit. I don't know if you still are the shit, K-I-D, but you definitely took one. <laughs> smelled like Budweiser and cabbage. And oh, and oh, good Midwestern shit. <laughs> I'm sure people have great stories about Kid Rock. <laughs> but mine is that <laughs> he took a shit and winked at me. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, you gotta love you gotta love being around famous people. <laughs> Uh, that was it. That was a big Jelly Roll. Y'all know who Jelly Roll is. He was there. All these people live in Nashville now, so it was fun. Got to see Theo Vaughn. He still hasn't given me my given me a pair of pants or anything, but that's all right. Again, for those of you who don't know, Huntsville, Alabama. I think it was 2017. I'm doing a show with Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn didn't bring any pants. I let him wear my pants. He reminds me. He reminds me every time I see him. But what has he done for me? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. (laughs) He's a good guy. (laughs) He said he thinks of me every time he watches that movie Into the Wild. And it's just like, how many times you watching that movie? (laughs) It's like every time I watch that movie. Because I met Theo when I was living out of my van. And that movie is about the dude who takes his van out into the woods and dies or whatever. But he's like, every time I see that movie, I think about you. It's like, man, that must be your maybe your favorite movie. How many times can you watch that movie? I don't know. What a nice guy. <laughs> so many, so many celebs, people. It was insane. 
that's that was it that's pretty much only famous people that talk to me so that's all right those are my two big big interactions kid rock and theo vaughn that was it but the shows were fucking great it's so fun uh going up there you know it's fun because you a lot of the people who are still like in nashville who work at zanies and shit like that i've known them for almost 10 years and it's fun to watch them grow and they realize that I have grown too. It's fun, man. It's fun to go back and it's like Nashville's always felt like home in a in a in a weird way. Just because I started comedy there. And especially Zanies. The crew has changed so much as far as people who work there, servers, managers, all that shit. But there's a few people who have been there ever since I started doing comedy. And it's been a little over eight years now. So coming up on, what, close to 10. Close enough to fucking know somebody. And that was, that's always the best, man. That's always the best. My buddy Aaron, Aaron Weber, he fucking, uh, he's getting married real soon. He's down like 35 pounds too, people. I'm happy for that guy. I hope he's, uh, I hope he's, he is taking care of himself. I hope he continues with it. But, uh, yeah, he started comedy after I did, but he's big, doing big things with Nate Bargatze and all that shit, but it was good to check in with him. He made a fantastic breakfast for me. I was supposed to stay with my buddy Brad the whole time I was there, right? And Saturday, <laughs> Brad, Brad has to go handle some business with a lady, but she's supposed to leave so I can still sleep on the couch. <laughs> but she does leave. But Brad falls asleep, and I get locked out of Brad's house. <laughs> but fortunately, fortunately, he lives very right across the street from Zany's, and there was still uh, Aaron's fiance, Lucy, who I've also known. I've watched her grow up. That's so fun. <laughs> I've known her. She was like day one at Zany's. But she was about to take an Uber, and it was going to be like 50 bucks, and they have a spare bedroom. So Lucy came through in the clutch and was like, just come sleep at the fucking house. She's like, you should have just been sleeping in that bedroom the whole time. I was like, yeah, it's probably, you know, having a bed would have been a, a good idea. But Aaron came through clutch, had a delicious breakfast, people. Aaron's doing intermittent fasting, and he's also kind of keto-ish, I guess. Had a nice yogurt, nice banana, nice little, uh, some kind of sausage, and a keto ego. So how about that, people? What more do you need? When you got nowhere to go and someone's making you a fucking delightful breakfast, it's like, I can't complain about that. And a fine cup of coffee. For getting locked out of the house the night before, that was probably the best morning I had in Nashville. That nice little breakfast with, with a couple of, couple of good friends, man. Because that's what it's all about. Right? They're family to a degree. I have family in Nashville, for sure. Not blood. But I'm the, you know, I've spent so much time around those people. There's no other word for them but family. I love it. It was so good to go back and just see just everybody. I feel so different too going back there and seeing people that I didn't necessarily like before. But again, I think I talked about this on the last episode where I'll just let it, I just don't worry about nobody no more. Not in like a negative sense, but just like, I'm not worried about what anybody's doing. I don't have time to hold on to negative thoughts for somebody or about somebody. 
I've just let it go. And now I can be cordial with these people. I still don't have to care for you or care about you. But you don't take up space in my life anymore. To where I have to actively dislike somebody. Because people are annoying as fuck. Let's be honest. But it's just, we all are. You know what I mean? So I can't be mad at anybody for being an annoying dipshit. Because everybody is. I'm sure I am. You know what I mean? So I can't be mad and hold on to that. Oh, fuck that person. I just don't care, man. I've let it all go, people. It feels wonderful. And it feels nice to be able to say hi to somebody and not have to go and not have this feeling of like, ah, oh, fuck you there, you know, on the back end of it. Like you're saying, you know, you know what I mean? It could be with any job or anything like that. I'm sure everybody has been through this where you're around somebody, you got to be cordial with them, but deep down in your soul, you're like, man, fuck you. You know what I mean? But I just don't have that anymore. It feels great. I highly recommend, I don't know how I got to this point, but I highly recommend y'all should try that. <laughs> it feels good. I don't know if it means I'm going to die soon because <laughs> I'm feeling real good, but you never know. I just don't have it in me anymore. I got to focus on what I'm doing. And that's all I did all weekend in Nashville. And man, I had some good fucking sets, people. I had some good fucking sets while I was up there. Real good sets. You know what I mean? It felt so fucking good. Especially because that's where I started. I started doing comedy at Zany. So being able to get back on that stage and to show the progression of me as a comic is fucking... I love it so much. It's fantastic, people. Such a good week. <laughs> Such a good fucking week. Indy was already fucking snowed in Indianapolis. Went up there Tuesday for a 420 show. We're about an hour outside of Indy. It starts fucking snowing. And that was just, oh, man, what a fucking goose chase Indy was. The show was good. The show was fun. But, like, you know, afterwards was just a shit show, you know, from out of town to a different town. Especially if you spend all day driving. People will be like, oh, let us, we'll drive you to the show now. You know, but that did not happen. Somehow I ended up driving everybody all night and then had to drive back the next day because I had two more shows at Zany's on Wednesday. <laughs> I was about to lose my fucking mind, people. I just kept driving and driving and oh man, I just couldn't deal with it. We were supposed to go to a bar after the show, but nobody could figure out where to go. So somebody suggested we go to this place called Kilroy's. And it's like, okay, they have food and drink. That sounds great. But it turns out Kilroy's is downtown Indianapolis, and it's like a fucking sports bar. So we're like downtown, and it's just like a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> and by this point, it's like midnight. <laughs> and then Brad, I'm with my buddy Brad. He's looking at his phone. He's like, there's another bar like 20 minutes away. And it's like, dude, I'm not doing it. I'm got, I got to get some sleep. We got to drive back tomorrow. I was losing my fucking mind, people. Losing it. <laughs> First of all, why the fuck would we ever want to go 
to a goddamn sports bar downtown if you're in town. You know what I mean? You're visiting. Like, here's a good spot. It's downtown, and you can get chicken tenders and fucking seasoned fries. Whoa. <laughs> Take a step back, people. <laughs> you tell me they got seasoned fries. That sounds like our kind of place. <laughs> uh what a shit show it was in Indy. But show was fun, so I guess that's all that really matters. It was just a lot of driving around. I also realized, you know, from coming from living in or living out of the van and fucking driving pretty much everywhere, I just don't have that in me anymore, people. I can't handle these. I've gotten weak. I've gotten weak. I've gotten used to having a bed. I've gotten used to not driving four hours and five hours at a time. And then just to do it more again the next day. I just don't have it in me anymore, people. I don't even want to do that anymore. I don't want to drive for more than two hours. <laughs> I'll drive far, but I got to sleep. I can't do that back-to-back shit no more. It's just funny to realize how you've changed as a person. I used to be all about that driving, sleeping on couches shit. And now I'm just like, hey, man. I'll probably just, you know, get that Airbnb next time so I can chill and do my own thing. I'm a fan of doing my own thing, people. Anyway, what else are we going to talk about? People are getting out of control with these fucking goddamn gender reveals. There was some, I think it was in New Hampshire or somebody like that. They used fucking 80 pounds of explosives to reveal the gender of their baby. And it caused a fucking mild earthquake. Well, first of all, how much does 80 pounds of explosives cost? And just to put some blue dust in them, people are out of their fucking minds. It's causing an earthquake so people go, hey, I fucked this lady. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is, right? I fucked this lady, and I fucking came inside of her, and now we're going to have a baby, so let's, let's fucking cause an earthquake, because I can come. <laughs> People out of their fucking minds, man. I'm just so happy that my balls aren't dead, that I got to blow up the whole fucking town. We're having a baby! <laughs> so much grandma's falling through the fucking ceiling going oh that's at least there's a baby that's good <laughs> nana just fucking <laughs> taking a bath fucking falls through the goddamn ceiling because you're causing earthquakes <laughs> that shit is so insane like, when did babies become... I don't understand when babies became so important. Is the gender reveal party even about the baby? Or is it about you? Whoever is having the baby. I just wish people could just keep personal shit to themselves. Like, if you're having a baby, go have the baby. Why you gotta make it everyone's fucking business? Especially when you're causing earthquakes. You're fucking up the town. No one cares about your baby. I hope they have a miscarriage. <laughs> They're going to blow up my town. <laughs> a little, little SIDS might do you good. <laughs> Fuck 
fucking, you fucking idiot jack off anyway. You're going to raise a dumbass kid. Anyway, people, let's get you the animal video clip of the week. <laughs> get you on your fucking way. I'm having a good time in here. Having a good time up in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this animal video clip of the week. It's not even like this one is just to me do justice. I guess is that a, is that a correct saying right there? Justice served maybe is a better one because it involves a goose. And if you have listened to the podcast, you know I don't have a a nice place in my heart for goose. Or geese as well. I don't like them. I think they're grumpy. I think they're dicks. Because we have a bunch of geese at the apartment complex. And everyone's like, hey, don't touch the geese. But they act like pricks. Because nobody can do anything to them. Because you'll get in trouble. You know? So they just act like dicks all the time. But this goose, this one gets what's coming to him. He's trying to sneak up on a horse or whatever. Trying to fucking do its little honk thing and clip at it with its beak, and that horse just kicks that fucker right in the head. (laughs) I think it just knocked it out, but there is a chance it died afterwards too, which I hope the goose did not die, but if it did, that is what you get. See, this this type of thing wouldn't happen if we were allowed to treat geese with discipline so when they're honking at things if you just slap the shit out of one people go oh or not the people the geese will go oh i'm not supposed to be honking at people and fucking coming at things who have hands and are bigger than me and could fuck me up so had we been treating geese in that sense this one would not have gotten kicked in the fucking head by that horse think about that people Get out there, fuck some geese up. Not because you want to do it. It's for their own good. How else will they learn if you don't beat the shit out of them? Right? Parenting 101. (laughs) And also owning a pet 101. (laughs) I had a buddy. I bought weed from him. He's a good guy too. Not that some weed makes you a bad guy, but he was a good guy. But he had a he had a pit bull, and he's like his philosophy. He had a daughter too, which his his parenting was different from his dog raising philosophy. But he was like, "Hey man, you gotta beat the shit out of these dogs." <laughs> that was that was his philosophy towards pit bulls. Is you just gotta. Because they don't know how to behave if you don't beat the fuck out of them from time to time. So I don't know how true that is, but (laughs) that dog never did bite me. It did hunt me constantly. It loved the smell of my feet, now that I think about it. Because one time, I took my shoes off, and the dog went over to my shoes and just started, sniffed it, and then started humping the air. And then he looked over back at me, and then he started hump walking towards me. (laughs) I never went back in that dude's house again. I just stay outside from here on out. (laughs) Good guy. The dog was nice. (laughs) But apparently, you got to beat the shit out of it for it to learn. Anyway, people, 
That's it for you. That's the fun for your Monday, all right? Thanks for checking out the podcast. I appreciate the fuck out of you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, before I let you go and get up out of here, we're going to be recording an album in June, all right? The venue has been picked out. We got the, we got the crew to record. It's coming. It's going to be in Atlanta. I will drop details very soon, but that is coming together within the next two months. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, if you're in Atlanta and you fuck with me, I will let you know the dates. Come to that show. If you've ever been to any show I've ever done, the album recording will be the most appreciated. So thank you again for checking out the podcast, everybody. I really hope you're doing well. I hope you've had a great couple weeks. We're going to be back next week. Special guest coming up for you. All sorts of shit happening, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you once again for checking out the podcast. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. And I'll catch you all around real soon. Later. <laughs>